and welcome back to the Chatting with the Flowers podcast. I am Angela, your host, and uh, we're back at it this week. Last week, there was not an, an episode because I was very busy with university and I was traveling. I actually uh, went to Paris for the weekend. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. And yeah, I decided to record today. I want to post two episodes this week just because I feel like I feel like it. And I have a lot to talk about. So here we are. So I am here sitting in my studio wearing my my sports clothes because I was supposed to do some exercise. But then uh, everyone left my house and I'm alone and it's the week. So I have the perfect silence now to do it. So perfect timing, I think. As I was telling before, I spent the weekend on Paris. I went to a friend's house, a friend of mine that I made in South Korea. And um, I had a blast. And I, I met with this friend. I stayed at his place. And then I also met with uh, one of my closest friends from Korea. Hi, Chloe, if you're listening to this. And yeah, I had a, I had a blast with them. And uh, I will tell you more about it later. But uh, I first want to tell you the story of how I got to decide that I wanted to go to Paris for the weekend because I have a lot of work from university and I have been having exam and like exams and, and little projects ever since I since this semester began so I was like hmm from the beginning of the semester we we wanted to go to Paris like a friend of mine and I we wanted to go visit our friends from Paris and it wasn't possible because of time and all their resources so uh, we just decided to wait and the last week I was like last Sunday okay it was precisely last Sunday when I was going to sleep I was like oh my god I really want to go to Paris like I had been thinking about it for a while and that day it really it hit me super hard so I was like oh my god I want to go to Paris I want to go to Paris now like I want to I don't know like the things I wanted to do and actually this was the third time I visited the city so I was like, I don't want to do all the typical things that I've already done, like the typical, like all the things you can imagine and more. Of course, not all of them, but like the typical things that they tell you, do this, go there, do that. I've already done because like I've already been there two times for like four days and and in a very like touristic way, like very focusing on seeing everything because <laughs> I was there with my family. So, so yeah, but this time I wanted it to be a different thing. I wanted to wonder around the streets of Montmartre and other places and I wanted to live the Persian life and, and tag along with Persian people and actually get to know the like I don't know a little bit more of their lifestyle have a more laid-back approach to to the holiday so so yeah I was yearning for that I was yearning for a sunset in Montmartre which I didn't get in the end because it was very cloudy but I did get some very very nice views and um and yeah so I was thinking about that and I went to sleep. I was like, oh my God, I really want this with all of my soul. And uh, I, honestly, I, I think the desire was so big and so pure. I manifested it without wanting it, like without knowing that I was manifesting it. I think I manifested it, <laughs> but it was fucking great because it just took like a day to click in. Uh, next day I woke up. And I, I was like, my mom was like, oh, you want to come this, you want to come this weekend to this thing that a friend of mine is organizing? And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like, and I said, as a joke, I said, if I don't go to Paris for the weekend, if I don't flee to Paris for the weekend. And she was like, haha. And I was like, haha. And then two hours later, I was <laughs> sitting at a cafeteria. I was talking to my friend, the one who lives in Paris. Like we just, we talk every day. 
And I was like, oh, I really want to go to Paris. And I, I started pranking him. Like, I'll be in Paris on Friday, by Friday around 4 p.m. Is that good for you? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's super cool. And like, he has a lot of work to do from uni as well. So I knew it wasn't good for him. <laughs> but we were just like, we were joking. And then uh, I actually started checking the flights. And I was joking. I, I was still joking in my head. And then at some point... <laughs> It became kind of serious, like it stopped being a joke. And uh, I was like, no, seriously, like this flight is very cheap. It like it matches my schedule. I checked my schedule for the next week and I had the whole week empty. I didn't have work. I didn't have a project. I didn't have exams. I didn't have anything like extra classes and stuff. Like it was all things that I could easily skip and like be fine with it. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't had an empty week in months. And um well, months, like in a month and a half. So yeah, I was like, oh my God, how is this possible? And then I checked my bank account and I was like, oh my God, I have like enough money to do it. And like, I was like, mm, should I do it? And then I, I told my friend, I was like, uh, and he was like, yeah, like this weekend is actually kind of okay for me. And I'm like, mm. and so I texted my mom and I was like, remember this morning when I told you that I wanted to go to Paris? Uh, like I, I, if I was gonna like run away to Paris for the weekend as a joke. Well, it is no longer a joke. <laughs> and she said, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I told uh, my other friend if he wanted to come, but he had other stuff to do. So I decided that I was gonna do it on my own. I decided I wanted to go no matter what. I had the resources. I had the time. I had the, like everything was fine. Everything was aligning. So Sunday morning, I'm dreaming about it. Monday morning, I'm making it a reality. And so, yeah, I decided that I I could actually make that happen because I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, this is not such a crazy dream. Like I have the time, I have the money, I have like, I have a place to stay in the center of Paris with a really close friend of mine. Like it would be a super comfortable situation and like, why don't I actually do it? Why am I standing in, in like, you know how sometimes we just... You know, like there's something that you want to do and you're like, oh my God, I want to do this. And it's not that much of a crazy thing. It's not like I want to move across the globe and like leave my job and everything. It's just like, I want to go to Paris for the weekend or I want to, I want to do a picnic at the beach. Like that almost to its entire, to its entirety um, depends on you. <laughs> I mean, it is not crazy. It is something you can do. You, you like with your present resources it is something that you would be able to do but you were standing in your own way telling yourself that you can't because you have too much to do you have a lot of work you don't have enough resources or whatever even though it's not true so what happened after that is that i observed like my uh my mind's reaction after making this decision because it was quite funny I told uh, one of my closest friends, Paula, and I told my mom she was fine with it because like the money's mine and she didn't give a shit, <laughs> really. So I was like, okay, I'm an actually, I'm actually an independent person. I am the one who gets to decide how I manage my money and how I manage my time. The university can't say anything to me. My mom can't say anything to me. No one can say anything to me. It is all up to me. I am the one deciding. So if I'm not doing it, it's because I am alone standing in my own way. Like kind of like for the first time, this heavy thing fell on me and I was like, oh my God, I am actually absolutely in charge of most of my decisions in my life. <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's adulting, I guess. 
even though I don't live alone or anything, like I haven't, uh, like I still live with my mom. Yes, I'm, I'm 21, by the way. Uh, I can't believe it. Oh my God, no. No, they are like making some noise in the building. Every time I, I go to record a podcast, they start making noise. I hope this doesn't uh, make the sound bad. So yeah, as I was saying before, um, I am in charge of my own decisions. And I was like, I think my brain, even though I'm still like, I am aware that I am independent in some ways, I think I also still perceive myself as a as a child, not a child, but like, you know, not fully independent human being yet. Because I am not a fully independent human being. I don't think I will ever be like 100%. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, you're always going to depend on, on a little bit on other people. But... Um, it does feel pretty liberating. It is a feeling, uh, this is like, this is heavy, but what I realized is that I was like, oh my God, I can make my own choices. Like I decide if I don't go to this class, if I miss this, if I, if I like, I kind of like, I had been doing it for a while and I have been like going on it, but I had never really taken it in. Like that's the moment when the feeling sank in and I was like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) This is actually happening. I am I am as free, as independent, and as determined as I would have wanted to be two years ago. And that was a moment of pat in the back. Little pat. I was proud. I'm still proud. So yeah, I realized that. And then I also, on the other side of the spectrum, I also realized that this is a strange feeling for my brain. Like my nervous system is not used to being aware of this freedom, like... Of course, when I was in Korea, I was aware that I was free and I was like, oh, it's it's more like a bubble. It's like, okay, it's my semester abroad. I'm living alone and doing this and that. And you think that when you're going to go back to your life, it's all going to go back to how it was or similar because you are still in the same situation of living in your parents' house and like going to university and stuff. But I actually realized that this has made me gain a different perspective and um, it has made my mom gain a different perspective. Like... We both perceive myself as way more independent now. And uh, and I, I that hadn't really sunk in <laughs> until recently. So I think my body feels weird about it. feels like, oh my God, you're, you're so free. Like how, how can you be able to make your own decisions 100%? How can you just decide to miss two days of class and go to Paris on a random November weekend? <laughs> it's like, and with your money. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yes. It is what I did. So, so yeah, it was this part of me saying, no way, like, didn't really believe it. It's too good to be true. And uh, I started to observe how all those limiting beliefs were popping around me. Like, besides, like, despite the fact that everything was super aligned and it was like, everything was falling into place, the, the timetables match, I, like, everything matched in a crazy way, really. Like, there were so many factors and they were all just flowing and and things were flowing. Like, it was it was really meant to happen. I, I If you believe in those things like I do, um, you would say that it was absolutely flowing and I wasn't even trying. So that was, that was a lot for me. And besides, like, despite... Well, I don't know why I keep saying besides. I don't know. I felt like saying that. <laughs> despite this, I was like... Mm, but it's too good to be true. I'm pretty sure like there's something that's gonna go wrong. Like this is, you see those limiting beliefs and that, that negative 
programmation that we have like that pessimistic mindset programmation that we have like oh there's always after the good there's always something bad that comes and that's that's trash like it's bad but i think most of us have it if you don't have it or you have managed to reprogram your nervous system congratulations really (laughs) i mean i don't know the thing is i i started to observe myself and my reactions around this and how are my limiting beliefs were popping like who are you to be doing this and and what are you gonna do when you come back and you have to pick up with all of the things that you haven't done from university and work and like you have so much to do when you're doing this or like you have you have to save money for this why are you going and you're making this decision so there was like this part of my brain that was like blaming myself and I guess trying to protect me because going alone to Paris was going like getting out of my comfort zone. I was traveling alone and it's not like I'm not used to it. I am kind of used to traveling alone. But it was a different thing because it was decided by me. It was out of nowhere for no particular reason with my resources in a very unusual time to do it and uh, even though I was going to be staying with my friend and seeing some of my friends I knew I was going to spend most of the time alone because my friend had to work so I was going to finally be able to walk around and visit Paris at my own pace and alone which is something that I love but it is also kind of scary (laughs) because you're like what am I going to do like I'm going to be eating alone in a restaurant (laughs) so yeah yeah that's what I did a couple times so and it felt, it felt surprisingly okay. It felt very normal, like not that much out of the ordinary. So, so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people doing it too, actually. Like if you start to look around, if you're traveling solo and you like see other people, like you, you observe other people, there's a lot of people doing the same thing. And I think that's really cool. We love that for you. But yeah, I think that initial fear and that those thoughts that I had for the week, because I left on Friday and I, I made that decision on Monday, so I had a whole week for my brain to trip around and be like, just throw things at me, like, ooh. Uh, and when it wasn't like, when I managed to calm down the unworthiness feeling like, who are you to do this and what are you going to do with blah, blah, blah. When I managed to calm those down and to reason a little with them, like, I don't know. When I managed to calm that, other things came up. I was like, there were these thoughts of like, well, then something's going to go wrong. Like you're playing, you're going to play, miss your plane. You're not going to be able to go into it for some reason or, or you're going to get sick. That's always like, this is something I always get. And I'm pretty sure I'm not this, the only one. Uh, whenever I'm going to travel, whenever I have something important and it's something big and it's something I really want to do and I'm a little scared, but I'm doing it anyways. Whenever that something is approaching, I'm like, you got to get sick <laughs> for some reason because uh, sickness is a big part of like my, it's like a, this tool that I, my nervous system uses to like, and I, I guess it's kind of like my fears trying to protect me to, um, I don't know, like stay in my comfort zone and don't move from it cause it's too dangerous. And I guess it's my way of protecting myself. And, uh, I get this alert to my brain. that's like, you might get sick and you might not be able to enjoy it. So I get very paranoid, paranoid. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so yeah, this time it was no different and I was getting it for the whole week and I was like trying to be like, no, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm fine. I deserve this. Nothing's going to happen. Cause actually if I, if you think about the amount of times that I've had important things 
And uh, I thought, I'm going to get sick before the event. Like the amount of times that thought has occurred and the amount of times that has actually happened is almost like it's non-existent. Like I'm pretty sure like maybe, I, I actually think like I have gotten sick before some events a couple of times and uh, half of them, I was fine with it later because I was like, oh, thank God I didn't go. Or I was like, I, I did it anyways, even though I was sick and I and I realized that like I am very strong and I am fine and I and if I have to do it, I do it and I can carry on with that. So I was like, mm, why am I still so scared of it? Because it's my, my brain's way to cope and like my way of trying to stay in my comfort zone. But, but yeah, and I was like, mm, no, it's fine. And I trust it and I let things, like I let it slide and I relax and I let the days go by until the day came and... And I was fine. I was perfectly fine. Actually, actually, that week, everyone uh, got sick from their stomach. There's like a virus going on in my city or something. And uh, I had a friend of mine who had it. And I that week, before I knew, because I was like doing my own thing and stuff, before I knew, uh, I kind of like, I, I normally spend more time with her. And that week, we didn't really... Uh, like have the same time table or like go together to places. I barely spent any time with her. And then she told me, oh, look, I'm sick of my stomach and stuff. And I was like, oh, I barely spent some time with you. So that's good for me. Um, and then my mom got sick and my aunt, she's visiting and she's staying with us at home. She got sick as well. So I was like, mm. but like they got sick when I was traveling. I don't know where they got it from, but uh, but yeah. There was like a lot of people getting sick around me and I was fine. I was perfectly fine. I was protected. I was, I always like to think like, if something is for you, it's like, it's just going to happen. There's no way that's going to pass you by. Even if you're sick, even if you're like on your knees, it's going to happen and, and you're going to, you're going to be able to live through it and enjoy it. So I decided that I deserved it and that I was protected and healthy. And uh, you see so much that everyone around me was getting sick. And me, for some reason, I wasn't... Yeah, because with my mom and my aunt, I would normally spend more time with them, but my aunt went on a trip, so I didn't really spend any time with her. And with my mom, we had a bit of a hectic schedule last week, so I didn't really spend any time with her. So I I was like... <laughs> I was divinely protected. It was nothing on purpose. It was just happening. So... And then when they told me I'm sick, I'm like, ah, thank God I didn't get sick from you. So yeah, I think... I think even though... um even in the uncertainty, which is something I, I have a lot of, I've always had a lot of trouble dealing with, you have to learn how to trust. Because <laughs> trusting, trusting the universe, trusting life, trusting that you're going to be fine, and trusting your timing, it is hard as fuck. Um, there is this quote that goes like something like, trust is tough, but trust is a must, which is, I think it's true. Like, it is so hard to trust that you're on your right path, that you're going to be fine, that your future is, that you are going to be provided for, that you are going to be safe. It is hard to trust that because you never know. You're like, oh, I mean, I might, I might die tomorrow, which, I mean, it could happen, but you still got to live your life today trusting that you're going to be fine or that whatever you do tomorrow, like, doesn't concern your today, that you need to keep living your day. I don't know if I'm explaining myself properly, but I think there is a lot of courage in trust. There is a lot of mental strength in trust. And uh, it also requires trust in the universe, trust that that you are 
you are where you need to be. You are right where you need to be. And this is something that is very reassuring and it's very cool when you can actually embody it and feel it. But when you're not feeling it or when you're not believing it, that's when like it gets kind of complicated to trust that you are doing the right thing with your life, that you are not wasting your gifts, that you are or your time, that you are on the right path, basically. I don't know, maybe sometimes you're like studying something and you're not sure that it's your thing or you are working a job that you're not totally fulfilled with and you start to think like, fuck, like, am I in my right path? Or you or you, you take a risk and you change your job, you change your career path or whatever and you're like, am I doing the right thing? No matter what you do, it, even if you stay still and in the same thing you're doing or if you take a step forward and change your direction like I think no matter what you do you're always there's always going to be a part of you that's going to be wondering am I doing the right thing am I walking my path like uh, I don't know you know how they say like the grass is always greener on the other side I mean yeah like you might think that you're thinking this because you were staying in a coffee zone or you're thinking this because you were taking a risk and uh, they both that, that might be true in both cases and I think it's because we are programmed to think, oh, fuck, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I doing the best I can? Am I doing all of my, am I putting all of myself? Or even though some things that don't depend on us, like if you believe in like meant to be and stuff like that, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I following my, my purpose and my heart's path? And sometimes you're like, fuck, I don't know. I mean, most of the time you're like, fuck, I don't know. Okay, uh, this took a turn and I don't even know what I was trying to say. But the thing is, um, I believe that trust is stuff, but trust is a must. Like, it is necessary for you to keep going with your life. And you have to trust that whatever is meant for you and whatever you're meant to experience is never, ever going to skip you. <laughs> and um, and I don't know, this shows up in the, in the most silly coincidences, quote, quote, coincidences. Because I don't, I mean, I believe, I don't believe everything is a sign and everything is like something super meaningful, but I do believe that some things are not a coincidence. (laughs) So, uh, for example, I don't know, little things aligning, like me not spending time with people that were sick, so I didn't get sick and I could enjoy my trip. That was great. And that I didn't even try. So that's something that was meant to happen. And for example, how you end up sometimes in the right place, right time and with the right people. (laughs) Um, in Paris, I was with my friend Chloe. We were supposed to meet at a bar place that was super cool. We were having some cool cocktails. I was so excited. And then when I got to the place, it was closed. Like, it's never closed. It was Saturday. It wasn't supposed to be closed, but they had some kind of controversy and stuff. So they closed off. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what do we do now? So we went to another place and it was absolutely crowded. And the guy who was working there was like taking, like, letting people know, like, there was a waiting list and how long we had to wait for and stuff. And he said, I can recommend you another place if you want to. So that was our option too. And uh, my friend is my friend Chloe, by the way. <laughs> the one I, I talked about before. And I already told her about my podcast. So she, maybe she's listening to this. And uh, so yeah, that was a second option. And the guy told us, okay, go to this place. And uh, guys, <laughs> the place was a cocktail place in the dark, basically. Okay, there was basically just candles. And it was hidden behind a taco place. Like, if you don't get recommended, if you don't know, there is no way. Like, it doesn't show up that easily. 
on, on Google, you know? So if you go in front of it, you don't know there's a bar behind it because it's hidden. <laughs> like you go through the taco place and you go through a sketchy white plain door and you get into like this cave and with these candles and stuff and it's super cool. Like it was very nice actually. I had a lot of fun. There was like a lot of people. We didn't have a table. Like we had kind of a table, but we didn't have a chair. So it was like, oh my God. But it was very nice. We were having fun. We were catching up. We were getting a little drunk. And then because it was close to the taco place that they kind of like, it's kind of a joint business. So some people inside the bar ordered tacos from the taco place outside. So um, the the people from the taco place were coming in and out. And there was this guy, he was young and stuff. So he saw Chloe and I, he was like, oh, ladies, like you want to get some tacos later? Uh, come by later and we'll, I'll, I'll make you some tacos. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say no to food. Like I was drunk and I was like, I need food. And, um, and it was very nice. So we just, uh, we just went outside we were, when we were leaving and he was like, okay, I'm going to make you some tacos. And he made us some mezcal, like this Mexican drink, alcoholic drink that made me more drunk than I was like, oh my God. And he made us some tacos, which were really good by the way, or I was very drunk. I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't that drunk, but you know, when you are drunk ish and you're hungry. So yeah. So my friend and I, like my friend and I we were talking and uh, we were talking to this guy at the bar. He was super nice. Uh, the one that made us tacos. I mean, he was super nice and he was chatting to everyone else. Like he had this very sparkly personality as Chloe and I would say. And uh, we met other people from the bar as well. We met some Americans who were here visiting and it was super cool. We made some friends. It was nice. And then we left and, uh, and we thought, how this was nice like this was like our third option we would have never thought of it but it was actually it ended up being the perfect night it was so much fun we made friends we had free dinner <laughs> i mean it ended up being way better than whatever we thought like we were we were kind of sad at the beginning because we wanted to go to bisou and um and we were like mm. like mm. you know when you hold on to something because you have this expectation and you're holding on too much to the result you get too attached to what you wanted it to be. So when you let it flow and you let it be what it has to be instead of what you wanted it to be, uh, magic happens. And this happened. And it was a really cool night. Another funny coincidence from Paris, which is a little unrelated, but it's also like, is this a coincidence though? Like, how can this be? I met this, um, I met this guy and uh, he told me he was a uh, half Swedish and stuff. Like, uh, he was very cute. He was a fine man, okay? Um, he told me he was half French, half Swedish. And I was like, oh. And uh, we started talking. And I told him, well, I have a lot of Swedish friends. Um, I mean, I had in the past a lot of Swedish friends because I spent a couple summers there uh, in a place called, like, the name of the place, like, the city. And he was like, oh, me too. I went to a, I went to a summer camp there. And I was like uh is the summer camp named blah 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 because it was and he was like yeah and I was like oh it's the name of my summer camp like I, I we went to the same summer camp wow and he was like oh what the what are the odds what are the odds this is about to get worse um I was like I was looking at him and I was like oh my god he's so like good looking and he looks like someone I know and I'm like oh my god Swedish look at his face same summer camp uh, and then I was like do you by any chance have a little brother? And he said, oh yeah. And I was like, is your little brother name? Mm -mm. And he said, yeah, how do you know? 
<laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, I made out with your brother uh, a few years ago. So, I mean, I was with his brother. Like, we had a summer thing, you know, like when you're young and like, I mean, I'm still young, but when you're younger, it, and I had a summer thing with him in Sweden, it was actually like the first time I had something with someone international. It was like, oh my God, he's so cute, blah, blah, blah. It was like loved for sight. Uh, un coup de foudre, as they would say, like, a, I don't know, in French. Did I say that right? Coup de foudre? I think so. Whatever. It was like love at first sight. And uh, it was just a summer thing. It ended. Nothing else happened. But finding his brother like six years after in a random weekend in Paris, <laughs> that's that's weird. They're not even from Paris. Like, they're from another city in France. So I was like, oh my God, this is like what the fuck these things keep happening to me and those are the moments i think this can be a coincidence like <laughs> this is either like the universe uh giving me something to to laugh about or a part of something else okay and i just found something that i wrote a while ago and that i think it's it matches perfectly the mood of this podcast and kind of sums up the message that i want to transmit because i have been telling you stories about my trip to Paris and everything, but I haven't really been conveying a message here. (laughs) What I mean to say is this, okay? I wrote the following. Everything is coming full circle. Everything is falling into place and happening for your highest good. You have to let things crumble and trust that what is for you will never ever pass you by. Whatever falls, falls. Whatever breaks, breaks. And whatever is left standing will feed the soil from where your true power will sprout. Nothing is out of place when you surrender to the universe. Everything is aligned. So let yourself be aligned and let the rest fall into place. Now, this is something that I wrote as a part of a affirmation kind of thing, like something to tell myself, to read back when I was having doubts, to repeat to myself, to trust that everything was happening for my highest good and in proper timing. That kind of trust is one of the hardest to have, and I think it takes a lot of mental strength to get there. And to maintain that for uh, like the moments where you're having doubts. But I do think it's like, I don't know, there's something, there's something about this idea of like, whatever falls, falls, whatever stays, stays. Like, it just feels like a natural, like the natural rhythm of life is always going to impose itself onto us. Like, there are some things that we are not going to be able to... I don't know, like save ourselves from. I think, like, I think that we get to attach sometimes to what we wanted things to be or to, to the idea of something that we thought was the best for us and we thought is what we wanted, but in the end, it is actually not. And like, the universe has something else to give us. Has like, the universe is willing to give us so much more and is willing to give us something that is so much more aligned. And when these things fall in your life and you're too attached to them, you're too attached to you think uh, your career path is the one that you're doing right now, but it's actually, maybe it's not. In in, in the years, you're going to see it's not. Or you, you were too attached to like, I, I want to go to Paris and I have to go to Paris. Like that was my stress. I was like, I, I really need to. And what if something happens and, and I can't go and enjoy it? Well, there you go. I did. And because I, I think I was meant to live this experience, to live through this. Like it brought so many good things to my life. So I think that was meant to happen. And I also think that those times where things haven't worked out and uh, situations, plans, and people have fell for my life, 
uh, it was also for a reason. And some of them, in time, I have found out why. Because that person didn't have good intentions with me. Because that plan, I don't know, something happened in that plan. And, and I was like, oh my god, I thank god I didn't go. So I, I really try and make this effort to trust that I am where I need to be. And that I'm going to experience whatever I have to experience. Of course, if... Like, this is kind of a bit of a bargain, bargain with the destiny kind of thing. Um, because I think that uh, even though you want something, like you really want something, if you don't do anything about it, most of the times it's just not going to happen. Like, it's like manifesting. You can manifest something, but if you don't align your actions, even though just a little bit <laughs> with what you're doing, and you move a little bit, uh, it's, it's just not going to fall into your lap. Something realistic is not going to happen, I think. So, so I think it, this is very similar. I think you cannot use this, oh, whatever is going to happen is going to happen and whatever doesn't, doesn't, as a thing to be like, okay, um, I want to be a millionaire. So if I have to be a millionaire, I'm not going to move for my couch. And if it has to happen, it will happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's because it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> I don't think it's like that. I think it's more of a combination with like, okay, this is what you want. You have this desire in you. And you want this. So what are you going to do about it? Like you you can do up to a certain point. You can move the pieces up to a certain point. So that the result will be like in your favor. So you do what you can do. And you let the universe do the rest. But you need to do something about it. So I'm talking about that point where you have already decided what you wanted. You have already recognized your desires. And you have already done what you can do. You've done what kept, could be done by you. What's on your hand. So there is this like this threshold where you're like, okay, I can do anything else about it. This no longer depends on me. This is, I just have to let things flow. If this is meant to happen and this is for my highest good and, and this, is, this is good for me, then it's going to happen. And you have to trust that it's going to happen and the universe is going to make it happen. Because um, what I always say is, and I, I read it somewhere, but I don't really know where, so I'm sorry if I'm stealing someone's quote. I know it's from someone else, but I don't know where I read it. Sorry. <laughs> So I always say, um, the universe only has three answers. Yes, and it will give it to you. And it will be very aligned and very flowy. The second answer is not yet. There is some more work to be done by you or there are some other things that need to be falling into place before this happens. Like sometimes it doesn't say yes right away, but it'll give it to you eventually. And the third answer, which I think is my favorite, uh... I have something better. Sometimes we think that this is what we want. And uh, we're like, I want this. And I have done everything I could do. And I'm just going to let it flow. And then it doesn't happen. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, did I do anything wrong? Because I really wanted this. And the universe, like, maybe after some time and some other things happen in your life, gives you something even better. And you're like, ah! <laughs> now you're not, like, now I understand why this didn't work out. And... It's like when you when you are in a really good relationship and you're like, oh, I'm glad all those other relationships that I went through before didn't work out because this is what's good for me now. So yeah, and like you're, oh, this is way more than I expected. This is more than I asked for. Because <laughs> sometimes we really be sitting there and asking for the universe for too little when it is actually willing to give us so much more if we detach ourselves from our expectations from our limited logical minds of deciding that much 
And everything really starts to flow when we trust our timing, when we trust like, okay, I did what I could do. I just leave it out into the universe and I'm going to keep living my life and doing my things and trusting that wherever this leads, even though it's not the place that I wanted to go, it's where I have to go because I have recognized my desire and I have aligned my desires with my actions and there's nothing else you can do about it. So you just... Let it out. Blow it into the universe. I don't know if this episode really made a lot of sense because I think it was a lot of context and a lot of talking. But I also think the most important thing is that message I read you from my from my journals. Because sometimes it can be super hard to trust that we are on the right place or we are going to get what we want. And we get very impatient. I'm a very impatient person. So sometimes I think that, oh, I have manifested this. I have I have aligned myself and it's still not happening. Like, is there some kind of block? Is it not for me? I started to think about so many things in a very logical way and to start expecting things. And that's when things are wrong. <laughs> that's, when, that's when there is this alarm that I programmed in my head that just goes off and tells me, Hello, remember to relax, remember to release the expectations, release the outcome and let everything flow. Trust that the universe is always on your side. It is always plotting for your highest good. Even though when you're not looking, even though when you're sleeping, even though when you're not aware that this is happening, this is happening. This is happening underneath. This is cooking up. This is coming full circle. So I think it's a good reminder to have for a good midweek reminder, I think, for you all. So before I finish, last episode, I gave you some journal prompts related to the topic that I talked about, about gratefulness and staying present. And this time, I'm not going to exactly give you a journal prompt, but it could be something that could turn into a journal prompt if you wanted to. I always like to give a little bit of food for thought. So this is today's. Um, Try and think about how you can bargain or I mean not exactly bargain but like how you can reason how you can talk to and and come to terms with your fears your insecurities and your ego screaming at you uh when you are gonna do something that you want like you you're gonna do something that you want you are excited and then there's this part of you that's like something's bad's gonna happen there is always something bad after the good how can you, in those moments, procure yourself the ease and the trust? How can you remind that side of yourself that is scared and is trying to protect you that you are actually protected and you're being taken care of by the universe? How can you remind yourself that your timing is the right one, that you are where you need to be? And the how can you reclaim your personal power and your trust in those moments. How can you trust that your timing is just perfect and you're, you're being taken care of? Maybe there is some kind of affirmation that you can elaborate to remember yourself in those moments, to remind yourself. Or maybe there is some kind of, I don't know, some kind of exercise or like some people like to just take three deep breaths or go and do something else, like a way to identify when you're getting these thoughts and when you have to tell them, okay, no, like, no, this is not the time. 
and you either try and reason with them and and calm them down or remind them that they are safe or you either maybe like take a break and and take a break from those thoughts and relax and let them slide i don't know maybe what what works best for you whatever for me my case is i'm a very i have been a very anxious person i like to write it down i like to remember that i am right where i need to be like it's very reassuring and i need to center back into that even though as i am recording this episode and i am saying it out loud i am reminding myself of all this like i mostly do this podcast thing because it reminds me like it allows me to vent and it reminds me all of these things that i'm telling you it just embeds them a little deeper into my subconscious and i think that's a really great way to reprogram your brain Okay, guys, so that will be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. And I'm always available on my socials, which is uh, on Instagram. It's at chatting with the flowers, same name. And uh, see you guys on Sunday because this week I'm posting two episodes. So see you guys on Sunday and uh, hope you have a great week. Bye.